Please stand as you are able for our gospel reading, which comes from Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. After he said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go on into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked him, them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The word of the Lord. This uh, sometimes comes as a surprise to some that Jesus never said, worship me. Jesus said, follow me. Often throughout various expressions of the gospel, Jesus invited people to follow him. By doing that, he was saying, it's possible. Sometimes when we worship Christ, we get into a, a conundrum. How can we actually follow someone, do something they've asked us to do when we are worshiping them and putting them up on a pedestal? Sometimes it makes discipleship seem impossible. Jesus said to his disciples, do what I do, and trust God. That is particularly important to us as we enter into Holy Week. Because Jesus said and did some things during Holy Week that can change us, that can transform us, that can show us who we really are underneath all that we hope to project. Underneath all that we want others to think about us. If we can follow Jesus through Holy Week, our relationships will be easier, our ministry will be more clear, we will be at peace and content with who we are in Christ. But churches have discovered that in the Northeast, of this country, that's quite difficult because fewer and fewer people 
come to Monday Thursday worship services or Good Friday worship services, even though everybody has off on Friday, or most people do. And I think it's because we don't want to touch the pain, the discomfort of seeing the one we follow, the one we love, suffering and on a cross. Because at some cognitive level or precognitive level, we may be thinking, if we are followers of Jesus, we're going to end up on a cross too. Maybe not a cross that looks like this. Maybe not a cross that has us bound like it did Jesus. But a cross where something in us dies and we don't want that. We would rather just skip to Easter. Thank you very much. Because the dying part, we don't like. All major faith traditions, at their best, teach us how to die before we die so that we can live in the land of the living. But very often we put that off until about five minutes or five days before we stop breathing, if we have that luxury. The closer we follow Jesus, we will learn how to trust God in the dying process and the new life process. And then life becomes a whole lot less scary. Some of you came last month to a, a video that we showed on the TV in the Asbury Room on Brene Brown. It was her TED Talk talking about vulnerability. She's a follower of Christ who happens to also be a researcher, PhD in, uh, in researching vulnerability and ego and humanity and relationships. In between services today, we're going to gather again, get some brunch and come down to the Asbury Room We've got about a six-minute clip of Brene Brown talking about why she came back to church and what she discovered there. One of the things she learned in some of our greatest struggles is to, to forgive someone. That's the hard. If we're following Jesus, and Jesus told us from the cross, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, that's the stance we're invited into, and that is not easy. Forgiving others is the hardest thing we have to do as followers of Jesus. Brene Brown said, if we are going to forgive someone, something in us has to die. If we're going to forgive someone, something in us has to die. Maybe it's our pride. Maybe it's our ego. Maybe it's our sense of being right. And our sense of having been wronged. Maybe it's our loss of relishing the thought of revenge. If we're going to forgive someone, ultimately we're going to need to give that up. That right even to get even. And that needs to die. And we don't like that. Or at least our ego doesn't like that. Our false self doesn't like that. Richard Rohr says, whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, what we're really saying is, my kingdom must go. And we like our kingdom. We like our autonomy. We like our control. 
And when we really pray, thy kingdom come, what we're saying is, God, we trust your kingdom more than ours. Ooh, pray that prayer at your own risk. That's risky stuff. But you see, it's even our kingdom dying so that God's kingdom can rise in us, in our relationships, in our world. And so with this movement of culture that has us either too busy or unwilling to look at following Jesus through Holy Week, churches in the Northeast and perhaps throughout the country, I think the West Coast is certainly doing this as well, is realizing we need to work in Passion Sunday into Palm Sunday. Instead of it being kind of a mini Easter, we're going to take a look at the cross because it is so central to who we are as followers of Jesus. Jesus showed us what it is to take the worst that humanity can give to him and to not respond with anger or with hatred. It's that kind of transformation that we followers of Jesus are invited into. To, to watch this, to keep telling the story so that we can become transformed Christians, transformational people who go out into a very angry and hate-filled and fear-filled world and respond with love. That's what followers of Jesus are invited to practice until we get good at it. I don't know if we'll ever get good at it. It's so hard. And so at the end of today's service, we are actually going to have an opportunity to pass this cross, to touch this cross. We'll have a circle of our congregation gathered around the outside of our sanctuary, and three of us will carry this cross past everyone who wishes. And you will be invited to touch the cross and perhaps lay something down. Let go of something that is burdening you or troubling you or keeping you from standing up straight and walking with the grace and peace of Christ. For some, they may, may need to put a, a sin that they have done on the cross and to let it go. Something maybe someone has said or done that they regret having said or done. Let it go. This is a, a, a ritual that so many of you have shared with me is so important in your spiritual journey. The opportunity to physically let something go and to put it on the cross of Christ. No words need be said. No explanation needs be given. Today I want to lift up another opportunity to let go of the things that have offended us. To let go of the people who have offended us. To let go of the situations that we have experienced in our lives that have offended us. And to let it go. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself replaying in my head 
conversations or people or situations that have offended me. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself going over that same text, that same script of justifying myself and my point of view, defending myself and my point of view. And then when I'm on my game, I realize, oh, Jeff, that's just your false self. That's really not who you are at your core. Let it go. There is a way to follow Jesus. I'm still working on this. There is a way to follow Jesus so that we will not be offended by anything or anyone. It takes a lot of work and a lot of grace. But doesn't that sound delightful? To be able to walk through our office spaces, our neighborhoods, our families, and to realize there is nothing anybody can say or do that will offend me. When we, when we get there, we're free. And there is that possibility for those who really want to follow Jesus. But it means following Jesus through his death and to the empty tomb. There's no shortcut to resurrection. Something in us has to die if we're really going to live. As we touch the cross, I invite you to pray for those who are about to touch the cross and let something go down. Let something go. Perhaps let go of a a part of themselves that has been offended. It's hard work. Pray for each other as this cross goes around the sanctuary and trust that God knows how each of us, how each of us need help in letting this stuff go. And when we take it up again, we pray that God will help us let go of it again and again until we are free. May it be so for you and for me. Amen.